0: Welcome to Catholic stuff you should know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Here we are, Father John, and Nathan Goble. Catholic Five stuff days. you should know addresses <laughs> Batman, and they're probably already sick of the Batman voice by now. <laughs> now, Nathan, uh, Batman doesn't seem to be a Catholic stuff topic. This is interesting. This is uh, taking a limb here. People are clicking on this out of out of curiosity. A fascination. What do you got for us?
1: A little, a little pregame shout out to all those haters that said that Goble could never come up with anything intelligent. <laughs> Whoever said that? Dominic Polito. <laughs> actually, it's probably Peter Polito. Who's gotten
0: a shout out now three times in a row? That's
1: right. You're just getting. You're racking him up, Peter. He is. Um. Yeah. So, let's begin at the beginning. <laughs> A very good place to start. Okay, so everyone remembers the original Batman, uh, Michael Keaton. I'm not talking about the Adam West Batman, where it was like Joker, Riddler, Catwoman, all in this like crazy submarine. Did you watch that one? No, no, never saw that one. That was kind of freaky it was from like the 60s. Um, we're talking about we're talking about the post Batman. So the postmodern Batman, right? Right, right. So this is the Christopher Nolan version, the right. one that everyone has been excited about. Right. Um also, I mean, tragically, uh in our own state in our own city, um in a theater that I just went to about a month ago, you know, we had those horrible shootings, so um we remember that we are in a a very uh nihilistic and uh violent world that sometimes doesn't value the human person. As the ultimate end, so I mean, kind of a sad way to begin, right? But, right. but we it's do good, recall. It's good that. to
0: mention that, yeah.
1: Um. So, uh, okay. So, we're talking about the three Batman. So, why? How? How can Batman be a Catholic figure? I, I've got the microphone like right in front of my face. I feel like I just have this big cookie. You just... look like Bane, the evil thing <laughs> 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 who I could not understand. I don't know if any of you have seen the third Batman, but. I don't know. The, he sounded like he, he sounded like he had his night guard in the whole time or something. <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so so I say this is what I'm proposing. And and John has John has graciously said this might be a good idea. I think it's a great idea. So uh we're talking about Batman as the combatant against the three uh masters of skepsis or doubt. Who are the founders of the hermeneutics of suspicion, of suspicion, namely Freud, Nietzsche, and Marx, as the three villains that Batman opposes in his truth, Thomistic suit of righteousness. <laughs> Scarecrow, so, Scarecrow
0: Joker, Joker, and Bane. And Bane. Now, uh, when Nathan first kind of proposed this, when all the monkeys came together and the stars aligned and he right. had this profound insight, he actually got a round of applause at dinner from about a dozen people. Yes. And uh, it was very profound. So it's uh, it's interesting, to, it's usually a very interesting o-
1: thought. Usually that only happens when I repeat something I saw on Oprah. <laughs> go ahead, repeat. <Ruby.
0: laughs> I saw your face.
1: He was like, uh, is it appropriate to say? Yeah. But yeah. That was good. Prudence. Yeah, there you go. So uh, let's start with Scarecrow. What does Oprah say? Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. I think I got that in a fortune cookie. One. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the first Batman. Okay, spoiler alert. If you've never seen the first Batman, <laughs> turn this off right now. Okay, go watch the old Batman with Adam West and prepare yourself for the postmodern Batman of you know two thousand and whatever six or something. Which when it came out, I thought it was one of the best superhero movies. Which
0: I had not seen until last week because I've been living in a cave for the
1: last decade. Yep, pretty much. He watches a lot of uh, old Hanson videos. Golden Girls repeat. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So the first Batman, that is where you see uh, Bruce Wayne conquering all of his past. So his history, which he's running away from. Um, And uh, he finds this guy, Ra's al Ghul, who sort of... Uh, confronts him with his father's inability to protect his family as being foundational to his fears. Okay. Right. And then eventually he overcomes all these obstacles and everything and encounters who? Scarecrow. Scarecrow. And what does Scarecrow do? Scarecrow
0: uh, psychologically messes with people by uh, drawing out their, I don't know, what is it, a potion? What is the thing? Yeah, it's it's like 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 a a gas. Yeah. It brings about their unnamed
1: fears. Right. So, uh, that their latent fears, their hidden fears, that is that is primally Freudian. Oh, yeah. So Freud would would be very big into... You don't know exactly why you're acting the way that you are, but there are latent fears and desires that are actually animating all of your decisions and all of your choices, and until you uncover those, you don't really know who you are. Um, and Batman really shuts that guy up. Yeah. Um, so I would say, I mean, we can we could take this analogy for what it's worth. I mean, you know, Batman uses, you know, no, fists hold and on, no tie, guns.
0: tie this into uh the hermeneutic of suspicion. So okay. how does how is Freud a master or a founder of the
1: So um truth, like our, our our reality at present, would he would he would doubt, like he would say that in fact you don't really know who you are. Someone has to unveil who you are by leading you to a point where you can see, oh, yeah, that's right. I wasn't potty trained well whenever I was, you know, seven or something like that. That's where you have, like, you know, people that say that they're, um, what do they call it? I have no idea. You know, like, they say, like, they're, like, rectal or they're uh, anal. Okay, They're anally fixed or something like that. Okay. Like, somebody who's, like, really sloppy, they're like, oh, he's totally whatever. Go ahead, moving I on. I don't know. Moving on. I don't know. This is like psychology from like high school that I was like <laughs> boring. But I think it's interesting because uh Batman in the first one has to confront his history, okay? But his history doesn't control who he is. And um and like what happened with his parents, which was tragic, uh doesn't have to orient the rest of his life. Um you know, his parents die, you know, blah blah blah. Spoiler alert! And that's
0: the uh, that's the whole point is that he overcomes it versus the Freudian which critique, which is that you're just always kind of bound to this. Some right?
1: Way. It's more like self discovery. Um, instead of, I mean, our our past certainly uh, contributes to our present, but it's not it's not like we're completely bound by the fact that I come from a divorced family or um, I may have had a and or uncle who was um abusive or like you know, and you were drug not addicted. Potty trained when you were seven, something like that. I don't want to <laughs> talk about that, John. On the air. Thank you. So I think I did just fine. Next one. Okay, so so just so just so we're clear, okay? You know, Batman analogy, whatever. But like we're trying to wrap this into the cath- Catholica or whatever. So truth has a a past, present, and a future, Um, but Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So um, we can invite Christ into our past, and we can ask him to heal memories or heal um, experiences or enable us to address situations or, you know, like fears or frustrations that maybe we haven't dealt with before, but we're always doing that with Christ and not necessarily with, you know, like some... Libidinous, you know, cigar smoking, you know, Austrian, right. who's going to unfold for us? Oh, this is the key to everything of who I am. Right. Okay. Good. Next. Well done. Okay. Next one is uh, what? Batman. Joker. Yeah, but well, what's the name of the movie? Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. So that now you have this unbelievable character um, portrayed extremely well. One of the most unbelievable villains, if yeah. not the best. Mm-hmm.
0: I've ever seen, at least. Right. Unbelievable. And what makes the Joker so scary? Uh, he's completely out of control. Like, right. there's just no, mm-hmm. there seems to be even no logic to what he's doing.
1: Right. Yeah. So, we are nihilists. He's Nietzsche. We yeah. believe in nothing. We believe in nothing. So, Nietzsche, Nietzsche, who is, um, uh, what, 19th century, 19th century uh, philosopher, famous for saying, you know, God is dead um but you know you have to kind of couch that in the in the full spectrum of his thought because he was really saying not just that god was dead but we've acted like god was dead for so long that it's right. like why don't we just come out and say it okay but also he says that uh, truth is a useful fiction right. okay and then he also has the will to power so the 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 uberman is the one who um who goes after what he wants not because society says this is good or this is bad, but, but truth is what he makes it. Um, so truth is a useful fiction. So you have this odd reality of this joker who's willing to do anything um, and set up these horrible dilemmas because it doesn't really matter. I mean, I could die. I could not die. You know, um, we could blow up, you know, one cruise ship or, you know, ship and then the other one's saved. But, like, he's trying to point out to the fact that there really is no morality. Like, we we have these useful fictions that we sort of orient our life around. But when it comes right down to it, I'm going to get what I want because it's what I want. Right. So you have that awesome scene at the end. And that's what's so
0: scary. Uh, and I think we, uh, we saw him as kind of a Nietzschean figure. Uh, and we were talking about this. But uh, Nietzsche wrote a book called Beyond Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. And that's precisely what you see, is that... Um, there's not even... It's almost impossible to see a remote good that the Joker is trying to seek after. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of chaotic Chaos. and insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why it's so terrifying. But what's even more terrifying is across the street at the University of Colorado, Nietzsche is the rage. Mm-hmm. Everybody reads Nietzsche, yeah. you know? And so the kind of the very kind of... This is the... When when this thing plays out, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, he was... He certainly had a prophetic voice. I yeah. mean, he could see ahead at what uh society was orienting what like what the swirling clouds were leading up to and i mean he he died just a you know a few years before uh world war 1 and world war 2 when it was just absolute chaos so um yes he said something about chaos <laughs> and order ubermensch oh so okay so so he's saying that there is no order okay and that there is no logos there is no uh, animating force to the universe. There is no truth. So um, sadly, I would say, you know, Ebert and Roper, done it, the dun philosophy bad. Like, went the end of the movie when um, Batman says, "I can become, I can become anything that Gotham needs me to be." You know, because right. you have that interesting scene with Harvey Dent, right. where he, you know, becomes Two Face, and you know he's gonna shoot. Um, whatever Commissioner Gordon and his family and everything and Batman fends him off but then it's like well what do we do do we do we make Harvey Dent out to be the person that he always was or like you know who he became because he was a good guy and then he kind of went crazy um but the Joker wins because they they give into that yeah it's weird I mean like but but then society wins because they prove that they actually have more uh goodness in them than they realized right. because everyone thought, "Oh, it's going to be these horrible, murderous, you know, rapists and everyone else that is going to blow up the other ship." So we need to do it, and it, and in fact, like they're the ones that say, "No, no, we're not going to do it." Right. So Christian orienting principle: Jesus Christ is the Logos. Um, he's the one who brings order to the universe. He is the Word through which God created heavens and the earth. So um, there, there isn't this. Uh, nebulous chaos present in reality uh, life is a mystery there is suffering there is pain um, and yet God is ordering the world to himself through his son Jesus and our participation in that is the Christian life bam bam statement good work number three John is yawning over there
0: <sighs> who am I uh, oh every time I speak <laughs> Okay, so... I'm, I am enjoying this. I think this is very interesting. So you have the rejection of order uh, as the fundamental thing that you're seeing with the Joker. And, the need, and that mm-hmm. his whole
1: purpose is to just say, chaos, yep. triumphs, disorder, Anarchy. Tri- anarchy. Yeah, no head on our coast. Yeah. So there's no head, there's no ruler, there's no beginning. Okay? And then, so then, opposed to that, you have the third one. Spoiler alert! You know... Go watch Snow White and the Huntsman, which I did, and it's amazing. Um, but uh, the third one is uh, the, what, Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Okay, so this is Bane. And what's Bane trying to bring out? Complete order. Right. Okay, so he's saying there's there's been chaos for too long. I'm going to bring the kind of order that Gotham and the rest of the world need. Um, but it's going to be an order that is free from um, the economic tyranny of of the the wealthy oppressing the lowly, which we see in philosophy as uh, Marx, right? And it's all about class class struggle. The problem is this:
0: this kind of wealthy elite mm-hmm. oligarchy that's kind of ruling, and we need to overthrow them. So that and and Bain keeps talking about how it's like it's all about the people now. The people rule, and the mm-hmm. people, you know, and they can make these judgments. But it's actually just complete uh, chaos again, but in a different form.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so even even you have scenes where there's a parent order, so like they set up this courtroom scene with Scarecrow, like with, you know, like pop psychology um, leading the, 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 the charge, um, but really Bane is the one who's saying, I'm keeping the order because you see all these, you know, tanks, you know, moving through and everything. And Batman tries to overcome um, through power um, by like taking him on, you know, uh, fighting him, um, and, you know, ends up being defeated and reduced to this um, prison where he's thrown into this pit. Now, who was that? Somebody on our hiking trip. I think it was Kevin, Kevin Burnett, another shout-out. Yep. Um, he was talking about how, you know, there's the scene where he has to, he's trying to climb up out of this pit, this pit of hopelessness, this pit of despair, um, but what he needs is um, to... To give up, um, his attachment to his own like powers, um, because there's like this rope, and in order to make the jump, you really can't have the rope. Spoiler alert. Yes. Um. So, um. So they're really, and one, one of the lines in the movie is, "There is no despair without true hope." So, Batman needs to get back to save Gotham, but what he has to do is he has to abandon. His own strength, um, and rely on you know something other. I mean, it's weird because like he doesn't even make a running jump, uh, but he makes it. And 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 they say the only other person who had done that before was a child. Um, so we see these hints of you know faith like a child, abandonment to divine providence, um, the 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 desire that we have to control everything that we must forfeit to god's um saving action in the world his 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 history that he's creating so um bane whereas he's the one who's saying if we bring down if we bring down all these political and financial forces that have been corrupting you know gotham city for so long if we bring them down we will create utopia and really there's just you know and it, all, and it all
0: has to come about by class struggle and revolution. Mm-hmm. That's the key to kind of Marxist critique. Is the, that's the only way you can go about it. So that Bane blasts into the yeah uh, Wall Street or whatever the equivalent is there in Chicago. That's right, Gotham City. Uh, and uh, and uh, so everything has to be overthrown. It, it's it has to come about in a violent way. Now, here's a question for you. Okay, who's Catwoman? Shoot, <laughs> Lady Reason. Lady reason. Good guess. I don't I don't know. Simone de Beauvoir. Maybe Oprah. Well maybe 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 Oprah. We can get in trouble. If my mother's listening to this, she always gets upset when I make Oprah comments. She so.
1: It's I don't know. I mean, like, as with any analogy, you can only stretch it so far. Um, Catwoman is a delight in the movie, uh, for her acting and for her ability to convey emotion. Good. Yeah, that's that's the seminarian's way of saying that he likes Catwoman. <laughs> Um. So I just wanted to, I wanted to read something from this sweet book I'm reading. Highly recommend. The it. Embers in the Stars. Right. by, Ratzim Kohak. I don't even know if I said
0: that right. Well, you did a. It's a Czech name, and you did the Mexican.
1: No, Ratzim Kohak. Ratzim Kohak. Kohak. <laughs> okay. So um. So Batman confronts Bane. Uh, he relies on his friends and everything and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, so what would you say would be the Christological, you know, solution to Bane? To Bain, Yeah. If, well, he's tr- if he's trying to impose order on everything.
0: I would say that uh, we cannot... Um, Marxism fails because uh, the individual is lost and the dignity of the person is lost. And so it's impossible to have kind of this... To have the government or some kind of political authority impose uh, order and a justice and do it in an authentic way. And so Christ would have to come in to kind of recover that sense of the dignity of the person. Mm -hmm. He would have to be that kind of constant recovery. We were speaking about the principles uh, of uh, social justice and these different things. And that just all goes out the way. So,
1: So, yeah. And and that it's difficult for us to see... um, society as something other than sociological evolution right so like in the beginning it was kind of like you know they kind of got it right and then like slowly you know but like at some point in time we're going to overthrow everything and we're going to create you know heaven on earth right um and it's just not going to happen sweetheart um just call me sweetheart no oh, i'm mean, that's just you're, you're that's, talking to Catwoman. that's listener land sweetheart um because, and, and this, guy makes, this guy makes a really good point in this book, um, he's talking about how history, um, okay, I'll just read it. History is not the story of a creative evolution, but the story of the mighty deeds and great, event, great events in which value enters time and time rises to value. History is the history of salvation or in an older metaphor, the stage on which the drama of salvation is acted out. Who does that sound like? Balthy. Um, Man. who's the true Batman? <laughs> exactly. Um so because what what he's trying to point out is that in the beginning it was good. It was very good. And then we screwed it up. So we have we have an understand as Christians we have an understanding of the fall. So if we're talking about sociological evolution, you have the demise of everything that was good and beautiful and true corrupted from the very beginning and then like through god is god is god is working this dough he's he's forming a people unto himself until the time in which he sends his own son so we have this pinnacle of history who's the axis of time and eternity um, which is why you know we have b c and a d because we have this understanding that that everything hinges on Christ before Christ and after after the Lord after Christ. Um, so that we see we see salvation history acted out in a in a daily way, not just as what do I need to do in order to bring about the kingdom right, of God right? Um, the kingdom of God is one in our own hearts and and through our hearts. Um, we're able to encounter other human persons who need their own history um, encountered with the saving presence of Christ.
0: And whenever the church too quickly equates itself with the kingdom is when we get in trouble. When Mm -hmm. they start, the temporal reign comes in. It's kind of the utopia on earth. Uh, John Paul II described the church as the seed, the sign, and the instrument of the kingdom. So it's it's in seed form Mm -hmm. in the hearts of men as God is kind of preparing this. But it doesn't take a political or social socioeconomic form
1: uh, like Marxism promises it's too utopian. History is the stage on which the drama of salvation is acted out. I just think, I mean, as we see, as we see these movies, as we see these sort of fictitious characters and everything, I mean, we can kind of get caught up in, you know, like fantasy land. And I wish I could live in Lothlorien and from the Lord of the Rings and everything and dissatisfaction with, with my own life or whatever. Um, but history is the stage on which the drama of salvation is acted out. And and every day, um, I am living Christ's life in the world. Um, and in my encounter with other people, I'm encountering the Christ living in them. Um, and too often, it's just sort of banal, sort of, uh, where did I do today? You know, like, I went... I mean, we just had an awesome week, so we were, like, hiking in mountains and everything. Exactly. So. so it was easy to think about, you know, like... My life is awesome, right? Everything's great. But, but like, you know, yeah, when I go to Home Depot or something like that, and I can't find light bulbs that you know match my, you know, fluorescent lamp from IKEA, exactly. it's like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? So, um, highly recommend the Batman's. Highly recommend studying philosophy and knowing these three founders of the hermeneutics of suspicion: uh, Freud, Nietzsche, and Marx. And um, and knowing you know that. We can know the truth. The truth does set us free. Our histories do not control us, and yet God is using our histories in order to bring about his kingdom. Is that all right? Good work.
0: That's it. Catholic Stuff podcast at gmail.com
1: Laters!